Hello, my beauties, and welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast with your host, Madeline Moon. I am going to make this intro extremely short today after I introduce our wonderful guest. But before we do anything, I want to make sure I share this first and foremost. Many of you know I was working on creating a PDF for you with a list of my 100 plus favorite books. These books include business books, financial abundance books, body image, uh, food freedom, nutrition, the feminine and the masculine, self-help, personal development. I created a list of my favorite 100 plus books. The list is free. All you have to go to is maddiemoon.com slash free gift scroll down and you will see it right there Maddie moon's 100 plus book list so if you want to grab that go do that now if you are driving make a mental note to yourself to check that out because it is awesome it is free and it holds probably your next book your next few favorite books so today for episode 187 we have joining us miss danielle page she is a healer guide and intuitive who uses astrology as a tool to help her clients unblock understand and explain their karmic soul blueprint she is a master at seeing through personas which are limiting beliefs and helping people clear them out energetically so that they can live a life with more purpose clarity passion and love but how does she do this you ask she uses your personal birth chart as a map of your soul and blends her astrological background with her psychic abilities for a practical approach to getting you the answers you need she works with women all over the world and helps them come back home to their truth. Her work has been featured on The Numinous, London Standard, Purpose Fairy, J-Date, and many more. For more information and guidance on your path or to book a healing package, you can visit her website or connect with her in her Facebook group and on Instagram. I just wrapped up this interview with Danielle and boy is it juicy and delicious and insightful and we talk about how astrology is so much more than just astrology. It is a tool for healing trauma, for unpacking limiting beliefs and to releasing the bondage that is holding you captive in all of these different areas of life so you can really find your true purpose and calling. I don't know what's up with my voice and my expressions right now and how I am speaking in so many different ways, but I feel very theatrical, I suppose, in this intro, and so I hope you enjoy that. Um, today's review of the week comes from me bien love this with five stars i'm a relatively new listener but after listening to maddie moon's podcast i feel that something in my life is going to change her conversations inspire me to look at myself what i'm doing and where my life is headed if i were to change nothing to see the possibilities that there are for me i'm really realizing that i don't have to continue on my current path maddie has so much knowledge and information about becoming who you want to be that i really feel like i have a chance to do that for myself i look forward to her new podcast and to catching up on the older ones thank you me bien for listening to the show and welcome as a new listener i'm so grateful to have you here and i'm also so grateful that as a new listener you already went ahead and wrote a review that's very kind of you i'm very grateful that helps me in itunes all right i have no other announcements today i'm ready to get this show on the roll show on the go show on the hello okay whatever let's go let's go head on over You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie moon and her inspirational guests every wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom vulnerability abundance and so much more for more insight grab your free gift on maddiemoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within if you have kind words to say feel free to leave a review on the show in itunes or send your favorite episode to a friend we look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. 
Welcome back to the podcast, my lovely musingers. I am so excited to welcome to the show, Danielle Page. We have so much goodness to jump into today. I have been looking forward to interviewing this exceptional woman longer than since we had this scheduled, actually. I've known about you, Danielle, for quite a while, following your work on Instagram, but also listening to you on several other podcasts. And you were one of the first astrologers that opened up my my eyes, my mindset to using astrology to, I mean, I actually, to be truthful with you, I really didn't even know that there was much beyond sun signs. And I started following you yeah. and I learned that there is so much beyond that. So it's been really fun to follow your journey and now have you on the show. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. And yes, there's so much more beyond sun sign astrology. And everyone that follows me will know that I definitely don't just talk about horoscopes. I don't do that at all. We go deep into your soul and really find your own rhythm. So hopefully we'll be talking about that today. Were you on Katie Delbout's podcast? Yes, yes. I was. That's when She's I first amazing. heard you. That was the first time. I feel like that was years ago. It was. Um, I went on twice. So I would say the first time was probably three years ago, um, roughly. And then I went on probably a year later. Okay. So I have been following you for three years now. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. That's when yeah. I was like, I am more than just a Leo. What is happening? I don't understand. There's so much more. There's so much more to talk about. Yeah, I know. It's so fun. So before we go into all of the juicy goodness that we're going to talk about, I want to hear more about you and I want to hear how you got into astrology, a little bit more about your upbringing and your story and what has guided you to where you are today doing this exceptional work. My story is kind of crazy, honestly, how I got here today. Um, so let's just say that when I was little, I never was like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be an astrologer and a healer and a spiritual coach. Like that was never on my radar. <laughs> so I had no idea what was coming for me. But my story is really beautiful because it shows that we evolve into who we are supposed to become. Um, but you know what's funny now that I think about this when I'm saying it, when I was younger, I did want to be a doctor. Um, I think because in my head, I'm a Taurus, so I do like nice things. And in my head, I'm like, oh, they make a lot of money. <laughs> you know, I was little. But also, I wanted to help people. So there was always something there, but um, it definitely wasn't for me to be an astrologer. <laughs> so um, my story, I would love to share with you. So basically, um, I was always intuitive growing up. You know, I, I felt things, um, I didn't really know that word intuitive, but in hindsight, I can look back and think that, um, you know, I'd always get hunches and I was able to kind of read people's energy. Um, and I just, you know, I knew things like every time I would go somewhere about people and I'm really good at people's behavioral patterns. So I would know right away, I'm like, oh, this is not a good person or this person's shady or this person's really great. Like we have to trust them. Um, but I thought that was just normal and everyone knew. And then you know, as I got older, I started realizing, you know, I think there's something going on here that not everyone is open to. Um, you know, now and what I teach people is we all have this. I just don't think at the time people were so aware of it. So um, I always knew that I was in tune, but that's kind of honestly all it went to. You know, I did yoga here and there. I was doing, it's funny, I was doing kundalini yoga like before it got like now that's popular and stuff. And I love it. Um so I'm turning 40 in May. Um, thank God I look like I'm 27 sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. People are like so shocked. So anyway, so I'm turning 40 in May. So I've been doing this for a while. And when I was in grad school, I remember finding a like a VHS. That's how like I had to preface with the 40 because that's how long ago this was. So I found a tape, you know, like a cassette tape. What is it called? Like you put it in the VCR. Yeah. So I found a Kundalini thing. And um, I started doing it, and I would do it when my roommates weren't there because I'm like, this is so weird, but I don't know what it is, but I love this. So I've been into this. So the universe kept throwing things at me along my path, but I never knew. But everything changed, and what brought me to my journey is, so my background's in interior design and architecture. That's what I used to do. Um, so when I turned 30, we all go through something. So here's a little tidbit here. We all go through something called a Saturn return. And what that means is that planet Saturn goes all around the zodiac, right? And it returns to the placement when you were born, okay, in your birth chart. 
So um, we feel the energy. So you don't even need to know about astrology, but everyone feels the energy. And um, I like to say the planets are kind of like different personalities. And so with Saturn, it's all about restructure, our karmic responsibility. You know, we could get into that later. But so we all feel around 29, 30, you know, sometimes 28 to 29, 30, 31, our lives shift a lot. And we're feeling this big responsibility. So for me, I had no idea what was in store. Um, basically, I was living in Boston. I was living with my boyfriend at the time. And we went to Paris uh, for my 30th birthday. And he dumped me in Paris on my 30th birthday. <laughs> so I'd, I'd like to start with that. That's going to be in the beginning of my book. So, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I actually don't understand what's happening right now. Right? I'm like, here we are in Paris. People are getting engaged. And you're breaking up with me. And we're here for two weeks together. So could you please explain what is happening? Because I actually don't get it. So that happened. Somehow we made it through the trip. I have no idea how. But that started a huge um, turning point in my life. So in hindsight, at that time, I didn't know about astrology. Um, but now looking back, I can look at my chart and I can see everything was getting set in motion. So what happened was at 30, I got dumped in Paris, right? I wasn't really happy at my job. I wasn't, you know, doing architecture. I'm like, this is like, I don't want to sit behind a computer and draw lines all day and blueprints, you know, and talk with engineers and find out where the you know, plumbing goes like I was just, I was over that. I'm like, I need to help people, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I decided to quit my job. So I quit my job. I was working at a amazing architecture firm that people would probably like die to get in. They have offices all over the world, but it just wasn't my dream. And I would come home crying. I'm like, this is miserable, but I don't know what else to do. But anyways, he dumped me. I was like, I'm not happy here anyways. I'm going to quit. And I decided to move back to California. That's where I'm from. So I moved back home to California at 30 years old, hysterically crying, so sad about my breakup. And that was when the economy tanked. So there were absolutely no design jobs. So I now have my master's in interior architecture, you know, just got dumped, living with my parents who I've lived with since I was 18. And there, the economy is tanking. I could barely find an internship at this point after having a master's degree. So everything came crumbling down. But what was happening was I was going through my spiritual awakening. And so it started, and this is where it gets really good, um, it started where I would wake up in the morning and have these intense, intense dreams. And I would, I would literally wake up crying, actually. That's how it started. I would wake up crying because I was feeling the energy like I was there. And I said, I didn't know what was happening. This is like weird, right? Why am I crying? So that kept happening, and then that progressed to I would have dreams that would start telling me stuff that would happen during the day. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm losing my mind, right? I'm absolutely losing my mind. I think I'm going crazy. I just dreamed about this pattern or this, you know, whatever, or this scenario happening, and then it happened, and I'm like, I don't understand, okay? So this is what I like to tell people. I didn't have this from birth, or that at least I was aware of. My gifts weren't open to me since birth. I didn't know about any of this stuff. This was so new to me. So here I am at 30, having these experiences, not understanding anything. And this was before, you know, Facebook, all the Facebook groups, and everyone was like a life coach and stuff. So there was nobody I could really talk to. The only life coach I knew of was Tony Robbins. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to a Tony Robbins ceremony, um, you know, a weekend and be like, hey, um, I'm predicting the future. Can you tell me what's going on? Right? Like, I, I mean, I couldn't do that. And so... Then what happened after that is I started waking up in the middle of the night and seeing spirits. And so this is where I was like, oh, hell no, right? Like, uh, 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 like I'm not, like what is going on? So I was actually so scared. I slept with my light on for about two weeks. Um, I was having experiences in the middle of the night because when we, you know, surrender our logical mind, we're more connected, right? So that's when the universe was getting to me because I was just like way too in control of everything that was going on during the day. So I was actually very scared when I was seeing ghosts because I'm like, I again, I never grew up. That's what I want people to know. Like you don't have to have this from birth, you know, seeing spirits. Anything could shift at any point. We all have this. It's all natural. We're just, we open to it at different times. So I actually was super scared. And at one point I was living with my parents and I'm like, you know, I think I need to talk to them and tell them that I think there's something wrong with me because I'm actually scared that I'm going crazy. Um, and then, so this is the clincher here. I said to myself, wait a minute, I'm not going crazy because 
I, okay, let me let me preface. My disclaimer is I'm not calling anyone crazy or making fun of crazy people, but if people are crazy, they don't wonder if they're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That you're just you're just crazy. You're just I hate to use that word, but I'm just going to use that cuz that's how I felt, okay? So you just you're off doing your thing, right? You're, you know, in the street talking to whoever. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm not going crazy because I wouldn't be concerned that I look crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wait a minute, this is huge. Something clicked, there's something going on. So then I spent several years after that going through the spiritual awakening of clearing out my old energy, shifting my consciousness, seeing that there's a life beyond the physical realm that I actually had no idea about, right? There's a whole other world out there and so that was so fascinating, um, also very confusing, very lonely at times. Um, so, yeah, I spent from about 30 to about 35, 36, you know, real deep spiritual um, boot camp purging of, again, personas, limited beliefs, changing my consciousness, shifting out of patterns. You know, one year I was sick for about a year because when we purge out our old karma, um, it actually comes out of our physical body. So I was so sick. Um, and I was like, you know, begging the universe at times, just please make me normal. I just want to go out with my friends and do stupid things. And I'm like, why do I have this? But it became a beautiful gift that I've just transitioned into and embrace and love who I am and love everything about myself. And so I understand how to move people through the spiritual journey because I went through this whole entire thing on my own until I um, found a healer to help me. But the way I found astrology is while this was all happening, so I think this happened around 31, um, I was temping at this horrible pro- um, property management company where they would like come in and scream at you. And I'm like, oh my God, it was like rid- so ridiculous. I'm like, is this what my life has come to, right? So I was temping there and this guy I met, he was the IT guy and we became friends. And so, you know, we went out to dinner one night to talk and he was like putting stuff on my computer, all these programs. And he was like, so I'm into astrology. Do you know anything about it? And I'm like, no, right? So here I am saying, no, tell me. So he read my chart and I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard of because you don't even know me and you just tapped into really deep stuff that I've never told anyone about. And, you know, you know me on a whole other level. So I went home that night, Googled everything about astrology, literally started reading till the sun came up and then I never stopped. And here's the thing, it came back to me so quickly because I've done this so many times before. Um, I taught myself astrology and then later on I started taking classes. And, you know, every once in a while I take um, classes with a teacher still because I'm always learning more. But it was so easy to me. And astrology is not easy, but it was just the language of my soul. So everything just came back. I mean, I definitely spent hours and hours and hours reading and, you know, remembering. But I mean, it was just so simple. I'm like, I just get it because I've always been into psychology and this is a deeper understanding of how um, our behavioral patterns and our soul identity. So that's my story. That's how it all happened. And here I am. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my gosh. I love your story. Yeah. First of all, yeah. um, that's wild. Crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I have a lot of questions that are popping in my head. The first question, I'm just very curious. Do you think that all of this the, the rebirth, the, the rechain, all the changes that came about after the dreadful Paris breakup. Do you attribute some of that to the Saturn return? Like it was just time for this gift to be, to be presented and implemented in your life. It was always probably there, but after the Saturn return, that's when it really came about. Yes, absolutely. And that's a great question. Um, and I'm just getting chills as I'm talking about this right now from spirit. So they're like, Oh yeah, honey. They're like, you were ready then. So basically my Saturn is in the eighth house. There's there's something called houses in the chart, um, and each house relates to a different area of life. And so the eighth house is the really psychic house, and it's the metaphysical house and the mystical house and the psycho- uh, like psychological house. Um, and so it was part, and you know, there's more in the chart, but it was part of my journey to dive deep into that. So that got activated. And so, yes, that breakup um, and everything else that was activating my chart, like in hindsight, I look back um, to that time. I put my chart back and I look at the transits you know, the planets in the sky and what they were doing to my actual birth chart. And yes, that's what started my journey. So here's the thing. If I would have understood astrology at that time, I wouldn't have cried for a year like I did and been so sad about my breakup because now I can look at it and say um, it was actually part of my awakening because there's something in the chart. The 
biggest indicator of a breakup is Uranus um, hitting um, Venus, which is love. And I had that going on. So it was like that had to happen because it was opening me up to something bigger. So absolutely, that's what started my spiritual journey. And he's a great person. I mean, I don't know why he still did that, you know, in Paris, but he's a great person. He's married as a kid. You know, there's no hard feelings. We're friends. Um, you know, and it's, I'm grateful that he was in my life before because he was part of my journey, but he no longer was. You know, and we would never be compatible ever <laughs> anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, absolutely, it was all part of the awakening. And the universe said, it's time. And I know now from working with spirit that I, my soul personally wasn't ready before because I had so many traumatic things happen to me in other lifetimes that and I've, I've been very scared to use my gifts, you know, on a subconscious level. And so they knew I would not be ready until at least 30 and for it to start opening. So, um, yeah, it's just everyone has our own soul journey. You know, we can't ever compare our story to anyone else. So if you had known, if you were into astrology and you looked at your chart and mm -hmm. you were able to see why this was all happening, how it came about, would you have been less sad or would you have moved on quicker? Yes, I would have. And that's why I love astrology because so if, if a client came to me with, you know, my chart and was going through the breakup and I looked at everything, I would be, you know, obviously have compassion because her heart is still breaking, you know, and we still have to just let that process. But I would be able to explain to her um, the awakening that's happening because like there were so many things there was Saturn return Pluto was on my ascendant Uranus was hitting my Venus right there were so many things that were saying it's time for you right it's time and so it would have you know would it have taken away all my pain no because you know mm -hmm. it was still a heart connection and I was sad but I would have been able to understand better um, you know at that point I didn't understand how everything was connected in the universe so now, you know, it would be a different story too. But when we, when we, astrology is beautiful because it helps us understand that we're not isolated. We're not in a bubble. Everything is connected and there is a plan for us. Right. And I think part of what happens with breakups is like, we're like, Oh my God, it's done. You know, I was going to marry him and now nothing. How am I going to ever meet someone again? Right. We think we're so alone and all these things happen. But if we can see that it's, there's a process you're going through and like, don't worry, the universe has you. Um, but there's changes that need to happen. So yes, it would have been so much easier, but you know, I also had to go through that for whatever reason mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. So let me think about how I want to phrase this question because earlier you were talking about how we, how we all have this intuitive ability, this intuitive gift. Yeah. So I live in Boulder, which is a very woo woo hippie town and I love it. It's wonderful. I fit right in. I'm doing yoga and talking about astrology and, um, the divine feminine and masculine. And it's just like the best place for me to live. It's so me with that said, I will say that I meet a lot of people who are all that, who are all self-proclaimed intuitives, N nothing wrong with that. So mm -hmm. I'm really thinking about how to phrase this the way <laughs> Because I believe that we are all intuitive as well. My question is, sometimes I've met people that have been like, I am an intuitive person. And then we have a conversation and then I might be talking about my friend that lives in the Bahamas and they'll stop me and they'll be like, whoa, I just felt their presence. They are so in their feminine. Whoa. And like, it's kind of rude, first of all, to just stop me when I'm in the middle of talking. But sometimes I when they say things like this or when I'm talking about a story and they pause and they hold or they talk about them seeing spirits, this, this happens often actually. Um, what they tell me that they sense or they see, it's not correct in my mind. So if someone, if I'm telling a story and they're like, whoa, this person is like so full of so much overflowing compassion or, or whatever. And then, and I know this person in real life and they are so not that way or not this way. Sometimes I'm like, I want to call bullshit on this. So my question is <laughs> if there's even a really good, um, concise question here, but is that me using my intuitive ability, knowing who to trust and who not to trust? Or is that me being pessimistic and thinking that they're not telling really what their intuition is and they're making stuff up? Is that making sense? Yeah, no. And I get that. And the thing with, you know, the intuitive world and people calling themselves an intuitive it's a really fine line. You know, there's a lot of really talented people out there and there's a lot of shady people out there, but that happens in any industry as well. I think it just gives it more of a bad rap, you know, in mm. the intuitive world because yes, you know, it's very easy. Everyone can just say, Oh, I'm an, I'm an intuitive. Here's the thing. We are all intuitive beings 
because all intuition is, which you can replace it with psychic energy, it's the same thing. But sometimes people like the word intuitive better, you know, it feels better to them. But all that means is you're sensitive to energy, okay? And you sense beyond the physical realm. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that are full of shit, 100%. And that's why you have to be very careful with who you go to. And here's the thing. You have to make sure the person that you're going to has done work on themselves because you are only as good as your channel, meaning we're all intuitive and everyone can read stuff technically. We all can. But if you have like your own conditioning, you know, that you haven't cleared your own, you know, crap and you're angry, you know, let's say I'm someone that's like angry at men for whatever. And you came to me about a reading and you wanted information on, you know, your boyfriend or whoever, it's going to come through my channel and that's angry of men, right? So I'm going to then say something to you that's probably partially my stuff. So that's why you have to be very careful about who you go to because it's all coming through our channel. But unless someone works on their stuff to be able to know that, okay, I'm just connecting with source and I have no input in it, it's actually not about me. It's just relaying the information. Does that make sense? So you do have to be very careful with who you go to. I do not go to psychics and random, um, you know, energy worker. I'm very careful about who I talk to. Um, and I tell people this too. Am I psychic? Yes. Do I do predictions? No. Do I believe in that? No, because we have free will and everything changes. We have going on at once. We have a million possibilities. So I would never tell someone, Oh, there's a guy with dark hair coming or there's a girl with this. Um, and then you're going to do this and X, Y, Z is going to happen because you can get off the phone with me, move to, um, Iceland and change your story just like that. And everything changes. So what I do is use my psychic abilities to tap into people's energy to understand their soul. And I use the birth chart. Does that make sense? So that's what I do. Um, I hope I'm answering your question, but with other people, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, they pick up stuff and half the time it's right, half the time it's wrong. That's why, you know, and there's so much to pick up on. This is the other thing. It's one thing to be psychic. It's another thing to be a spiritual teacher. Okay. And what I mean by that, and this has nothing to do with being enlightened or anything. What I mean by that is doing the work because sure anyone can sense anything, but you need to understand the process of energy and how it works. Because when people tap into things, they're tapping into endless realms, right? So that's why I never say, Oh, this or that is going to happen because that's one possibility I'm seeing, but someone else can see something else. So I don't even go there. It's not what I do. Right. But that's why I'm saying you have to be very careful on um, what intuitive or what psychic you go to, which I don't even recommend just getting straight psychic readings because I don't think it's healthy for people. Because if someone's like, oh, you're going to be the guy with like a red shirt, you're going to only look for people with red shirts. But that might not even be like anything important. That's just someone that you can meet at Starbucks that's in your energy field that they're reading. But we think it sounds important, but they're just picking up energy because it's very easy just to pick up the chaos energy around you in your energy field. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes absolute right. sense. That's why it's like you have to be very careful because we're all psychic and intuitive. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Hold on. One okay. second. See, the dog, hey. the dog agrees. Hey. No, no, no. Oh, see, here. the dog agrees. Um, honestly, if there's no thing in the backyard, he's probably seeing spirit because that's what happens. I like to, I like to bring the team. Yeah, he agrees. So. He's sensing something here. <laughs> yeah. also, oh, okay. All right. All right. We're done now. We're done barking. Okay. Um, so something that I definitely want to touch on that I think is very unique to you is this, your, I love that you said it, that astrology can be the language of the soul. I think that's beautiful. And we were talking earlier before we hopped on here how astrology can be a really powerful tool for healing traumas. So I'm interested to hear more about that from you. And how is it that you use people's birth charts to be able to help them see how to break through these limiting beliefs? And maybe an example or two of, of people that you have served in the past in this way. Yeah. Okay. So what I do is, you know, I have single sessions and we, I meet with people and we can go through your birth chart and, you know, we can deep dive and get to stuff. But the majority of my work is, um, packages. And so I, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, it's like a coach and healing and psychic and intuitive and astrologer all in one. So basically I start with people's birth chart and we go through that because I understand the makeup of your soul. I can see what 
you know, past life energy, or I use the term past life, but it could be multiple dimensions, other realities, um, you know, what your soul is suppressing, what gifts you have, um, what your karmic purpose is, why your soul said, I'm ready to incarnate. This is the lessons I'm going to work on. So we have that as a base. So we're not just starting off talking, right, um, about, you know, like, what do you need help with or this or that, you know, obviously, if I ask some questions too, but we get a basis of your soul and then we learn to move through it. So then once we're moving through the chart and we can look at cycles that they're in, then we start moving through behavioral patterns. So I'm really good at seeing people's personas and a persona is basically a limited belief that you believe to be true that you are living your life out of. So for example, um, I struggle with this so much. So um, I used to have an eating disorder when I was younger and I, you know, I share about that a lot. Um, and I was, you know, overweight when I was little, like off and on. And so I, and even when I was in college and, you know, lost weight and, you know, was fit, I still saw myself as someone that was heavy and overweight because I had all those years and all that trauma, right. And all that, um, you know, I was dealing with the eating disorder of, you know, being heavier, what I thought to be heavier, like, you know, gross. So that's how I would see myself. Right. So I would, no matter what I look like, right. I would move through life with this belief that I'm too big or too this or that. And when we act that out, we actually create that reality, right? Because do you think uh, men are going to approach me if I'm like, oh my God, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm this and that, right? What kind of image, if that's my subconscious belief running the show, right? Even if I'm not aware of it, if that's my subconscious belief, how do you think, um, what kind of men do you think I'm going to meet at a bar? Probably low value, men with low self-esteem because they're going to match mine, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to do a lot of clearing work on what is the truth of me, right? That's the old self, right? We had to heal her and we had to clear that. So I, that's where I work with a lot of people and it's all different things. Um, you know, some people have like their mom was really strict and really much a perfectionist. And so they're, you know, very much controlling and they're doing stuff and they're afraid of always getting it wrong. Well, that's a persona like the little girl that was needs to be in control, right? Or like the one that needs to get it all done, right? So, we work through these and we work through coaching and we really just move you through getting in touch with your soul. So I tell people, I never change anyone. All I'm doing is helping you peel off the lies that you gathered throughout your journey. And we all do it, you know, and we're always getting new personas. You know, I constantly still need to check in with myself. Oh, wait a minute. I'm doing this now. You know, is this, is this to be, is this true or this not? Okay. Well, that's actually not serving me. Let me clear it. Right. So that's our job as healers too, is I'm continually healing myself. It's not like I'm healed and done and I'm almighty. I continually work with a coach, continually work with, you know, my people and that help me be, so I can be the best channel. And so I can be clear and we're human beings. You know, we all have shit. Can I say that? Right. Oh, we yeah. all have shit. You know, we all have shit, you know, and that's just a thing. But the idea is to move through that. So it, it gets in the way less because the less personas you have, the easier life is because think about it. You don't have to worry about, Oh my God, do I look like this? Do I look like that? You just kind of show mm. up and you're there and it's peaceful. So you, if it's less drama in your mind and more connection with your soul and your heart so that you can actually do what you're here to do and enjoy life. Can you explain a little bit more about what you mean when you say clear it? I'm very interested in what yeah. that looks like in your life specifically when you say clear it. Like I can, I can definitely understand how astrology can explain the why why things are happening, why they're happening right now. When you look at a chart and you read it, it makes sense as to why you are the way that you are in certain aspects, right? Of course, not in everything. But what about the what now and the, and the how and the next? Those are the questions where I'm curious, how does astrology help with that and help with clearing out these personas? Well, with the clearing out the personas, I'm not doing astrology with that. So that's where I switch from I use astrology. Sometimes we're talking about it and sometimes I'm doing healing work. So the astrology helps me see, okay, this is a deep belief, you know, that they carried in from past lifetimes and this is what their soul, you know, they're struggling in love because they have this, um, like a square in their chart. So sometimes the personas can come from astrology. Sometimes it's in our environment, right? But then when I healing, when we're clearing and healing it, I'm not doing astrology then. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So the astrology part though, absolutely. It helps you understand who you are on a soul level and why your soul came here. And you know, there's a lot. So let me give you this example with love. You know, I really struggle with it for a really long time. 
And I have something in my chart where, so Venus is the planet of love, and it's opposing Neptune, okay? So Neptune is a higher octave of love. On one level, that's really, really beautiful and really heartfelt, okay? And, you know, about poetry and, like, divine love, great. Everything has a shadow side, too. On the other side is that's about, you know, me not having any boundaries in love, me rescuing people, which I did until I was aware of it, and astrology helped me become aware of that, right? So I used to rescue guys and save them and transform them and then when I got into astrology, I realized, wait a minute, this Venus Neptune, I am saving people, I'm rescuing them, and I'm fixing them, and I'm sending them on their way. And I'm like, wait a minute, I need to do this for a living because I'm really good at that. So that's one way astrology helped me see, yes, I have a tendency to rescue people and save them and transform them because I'm really good at seeing their soul mm-hmm. and not so much, okay, well, yeah, he's he has a beautiful soul, but maybe he's like, you know, doing drugs and alcoholic right now, you know. Before in the past, I'd be like, oh, my God, that doesn't mean he's a bad person. He's struggling. Let me help him. And now it wouldn't mean he's a bad person, too. It would just mean he's not ready for me. Let me move on. Send, wish him love. Send him on his way. Can I ask you right? a question on this real quickly? Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. to, like, break in here. But before okay. before we move on, I want to remember to ask this. Um, okay. How do you know the difference between someone who you are trying to lift up and to fix and to help and to change or it's just someone who has some struggles and you're you're with them through it because you love them. What's the difference between this is me trying to heal them and fix them and this is a person that may desire healing, but I can be a part of this path and we have something beautiful and we might even be soulmates. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I don't think, I'm going to be very candid, which I always am, There, I don't have a specific answer because I think every situation is completely different. So you need to look at, how are they showing up for you? What kind of path, you know, are you on? Are there's a direction you're moving in the same direction where that person is moving? You know, am I draining myself? Um, you know, am I putting too much out? Um, is it not serving me at all? Um, is this, you know, maybe this is the father of my children and, you know, they're just going through a bump in the road versus, they're going down a completely different path. Mm-hmm. Then then it's time to separate. So I don't actually have a straight answer because I think it all depends on a case-by-case basis because that's the thing with the soul and our journey. Nothing is black and white. There's so much gray area. And sometimes it is you have to let go and you need to walk away. And sometimes it is about supporting them, helping them through it, and then you guys continuing together. I mean, that's going to happen in any marriage or any long-term relationship. You're going to have those ups and downs. So, yeah, it's a very good question. I, I would have to see you know, the particular um, situation because every one is different, you know, and you have to see like how much are you martyring yourself? Um, Mm -hmm. Yes. I love the way you just phrased that. That's, that was perfect. I mean, to me, that was the answer I was like slightly hoping for something along those lines. Those questions that you just gave were perfect because of course there's no black or white answer. There's nothing that you can necessarily see very bluntly and upfront to know if it's one or the other. But when you ask yourself those questions and you really tap into that energy and like you said, the martyr. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Continue on your merry way with that beautiful thing about clearing. I want to go back to that. Oh, I don't even know what I was saying. Okay, what were we talking about? We're talking about <laughs> examples of clearing, what that actually looks like whenever you're clearing something. After you use astrology to look at like the why, what the clearing looks yeah. like. Yeah, so there's a couple different ways. I have a system that I've created over time. Um, some of it has to do with just talking. So this is what's so beautiful is everything is energy. And there are some situations where sometimes people just need to actually feel the pain. And feel the trauma because we do everything to avoid it, right, instead of feeling it. So sometimes it's a matter of going deep into their heart and actually holding the space, asking them questions and prompting them to feel it. So it can be, it's not, I don't want to say simple because it's never simple, but that can be one way when I do deep heart healing work or when we work specifically with personas, it's a process and I have them close their eyes. We do a lot of visualization. I have them pull out the persona energetically you know, tell me what it looks like, this little girl, this little boy, right? And I ask them questions, I prompt them through, and we're literally clearing out the energy, and I'm assisting. And, I mean, the thing is, it's not that I have superpowers, I just know how to direct energy, right? And so I am moving and assisting them and pushing energy down and replacing new energy because that's healing work, is I'm working on an energetic level, not just on a mental level. 
you know, therapy is great and we all need it. Um, and it helps a lot of people, but half the time we need to go in energetically. And so then when they're processing, they're clearing, we're adding new things in. I'm on the back end pumping light in, sending it, um, instructing my guides. I work with a team, right? And I'm shifting energy. So, um, it just comes down to everything is energy. That's it. When you understand that concept, we try to control so much with our logical mind. We try to prove everything. Well, I don't know if I'm going to do this because I want to believe. I need to believe. I need proof. But that's not how the universe works. You know, someone, if, they, if that's where they're at, that's fine. And they can do that. But it's going to be a little more challenging because they're not going to be able to open up to that other realm. And everything is energy. So I don't exist on that realm. I'm still a human. I'm still very grounded. You need to balance both. So that's super important. Ah, I love it. Beautiful. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. Do you yeah. also work then, I, this probably goes alongside with it, but do you also work with archetypes? Um, I work with the archetypes of astrology. So um, what kind of, like, you know, Jungian archetypes? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Not really. I mean, I use it, but I really use the archetypes of the person because, like, I can see, oh, this is the, the martyr, right? This is the that. So mm-hmm. this is the, you know the wounded little girl because of X, Y, and Z. So I create my own mm. um, that I label them just so not to like label to tell them, but label that we heal. Um, but I also use the archetypes of astrology. So I can see like in my head, I might be talking to someone and I'm getting information all the time as we're going through sessions and they might show me Uranus. And so that might be an example of, okay, I understand the archetype of Uranus. Uranus is about liberation. It's about freedom. It does something different. It's about going your authentic path and not following the traditional route of everyone. So I, I might get a flash of that and see, okay, they need to integrate this energy or they need to use this more, you know, whatever the case is going to be. So I do use um, astrological archetypes, um, but I don't always go on the Jungian because, you know, I think that sort of limits you. My opinion is they're great and I love studying that stuff, but um, I don't think everyone could just fit into those categories. I think there's endless, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I was just very curious yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then before we go to the quick fire round, I, I was just, I was interested if, if people come to you about relationships and they're, they have their chart and they have their partner's chart and they're like, Hey, are we going to work this out? Do people come to you with questions like that? Asking if this relationship is going to be something that they can work through and how do you explain to them the, your different charts and the rises and, 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 and issues in relationships. Is that something that you do? You show them like where y'all are really going to be strong and, and highlight those areas and then the weaknesses that y'all, they can work through. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm working with someone long-term, if they're married, if they're in a relationship, we'll pull up the other chart. And what, this is what I tell everyone, you know, there, listen, there's a, ma- a million amazing astrolog- amazing astrologers out there. And then there's a million astrologers that I think are full of shit, right? <laughs> so I'm very clear on, you know, you could read a lot about compatibility online. There's so much stuff online. But you can never take two charts, and it will never tell you if it's going to last. Yeah. It will never. So I, you can read all you want, but that's not what astrology is about. The true essence of astrology is to show you how your energy, if we're looking at two people, how your energy meshes with the other person. So we can see, oh, okay, if there's like a square with communication, all right, communication might be something that might be more challenging for you too uh, because you're coming about it from this way and I would look to see where their Mercury is in the chart, where their moon is, like what their needs are and then I would see, okay, and this person's coming about it from this way because that's their makeup of their soul, right? So that it's going to be a difference there. So I will never tell people if people are going to last because it is not my place yeah. ever, ever, ever. I, You know, I've... In the past, I, when I used to go to psychics and stuff, when they used to tell me that stuff, that used to really piss me off because, mm-hmm. to be honest, it's my journey to figure it out. Let me figure out if that guy is right for me or not. Don't you tell me that it's not because then you ruin my experience mm-hmm. and I need to get those lessons. So I, I will never do that to anyone. That's why I'm very responsible with the information I use. That's also why I wasn't given them, given this gift when I was younger because the universe knew that I needed to prepare for all of this and use it in a really beautiful way, you know, not in a unenlightened, um, irresponsible way that's going to actually hurt people. So 
that's how I use everything. Yeah, it's a gift that's, that should be handled with care. And it's so right. beautiful how much intention you put behind this. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Can you please let everyone know where they can connect with you online? Yes, absolutely. My website is Healing Page. It's H-E-A-L-I-N-G-P-A-I-G-E for Danielle Page. And you can connect with me there. You can go to my Instagram. At, it's also at Healing Page. And I have a Facebook group called Social Society, S-O-U-L-C-I-A-L. And we it's for women only, and we talk and we go deep in there. Um, yeah, and it's really beautiful. And I have clients um, all over the world. I do everything on Skype. And so it doesn't matter where you are because I travel all the time too. So everything is online. Um, yeah, that's where you can get in touch. And Perfect. I will have all of those links on the show notes to this episode. I had no idea that you had a uh, Facebook group, so I'm going to join that after, yeah, after this. Yeah, cool. Wonderful. So quick fire round time, whatever pops in your head first. Ready? Hey. Okay. Two things on your bucket list. I've been crossing so many things off. Oh, my God. Um, quick fire. Okay. Go to Iceland, see the, um, the lights. And um, connect with my true divine love. Ooh, that's a good one. Not not just partner and not just to get married because that doesn't interest me. My true love. Okay, then what does that mean? Ooh, it's so much deeper. We're talking twin flame level. That's a whole other conversation we can have for another day. But um, a partner or just a person in life, like any person that you're not romantically with? No, romantic. Okay, connection. cool. All right. Mm -hmm. When you yeah. said not a partner, I was confused. So it is. I meant I meant just not like anyone because, I mean, we could all just go on dates and get married easily. It's not hard. You know, I'm not just looking to fill the space. I'm looking. I'm waiting mm -hmm. and bringing in that essence. Yes. To that. What is mm -hmm. one must-read book? Oh, Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. What edge are you currently on in life? What edge? What edge? What are you crossing over? Oh, I'm like, hmm, what do you mean? What's something um, stretching you? I am shifting into this really strange place that I'm not familiar with of, um, like, I just want to move and live on the beach and live in the jungle and have wild hair and walk around <laughs> in my bikini and, like, touch the ground and meditate every day. And, like, who, who am I? And it's incredible. So that, there's a big shift happening there. Are you planning to make this happen? We're seeing, yeah. I just came back from Costa Rica, so I'm like, uh, that was incredible. So I'm just letting the universe guide me because I'm open, and I feel like cause I live in Los Angeles now, and I'm like, I kind of need to get out of the city. So we're just going to see because it's all connected to my spiritual journey anyways. What's one thing that's non-negotiable in your morning routine? Connecting with my heart and see what it needs and see how it feels. What little pleasure brings you immense joy? Dancing, especially Latin music. Oh, my God. I love it. What is something you cannot live without? Olive oil cannot function. <laughs> What's something you want to live without? Ooh. Oh, my gosh. In some ways, social media. <laughs> yeah, that's a popular one. Right? Yeah. I'm right on board with that. But then mm -hmm. I'm like, uh, my entire business was built from it, it so it's business. amazing. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I'm so grateful for it. It's yeah. a catch-22. What's your favorite meal right now? Mm, those are good questions. Um, well, I just got back from eating vegan meals for a whole week. Um, I don't know. It was everything. Just like anything plant-based, organic. I don't really have an exact answer. But just anything natural, healthy. And then last question, what is something that everyone should try at least once in their lifetime? Going to a foreign country by themselves. Oh, yes. Do you have any place where you're like, this is where I would recommend someone goes to by themselves? Ooh, I mean, I've now been to over 30 countries. <laughs> so yeah, in the last year and a half, I went to 16. It was insane. Um, I would say... I think Bali is a really beautiful place. It mm -hmm. opens you up. So, um, and for people that live over there, I would say they need to go to Hawaii because Hawaii is sacred. Um, there's crystals in the air, but Bali is incredible. And there's so many people backpacking and traveling through. Like, you never will be alone. You know, you can if you want, but you don't have to be. So, 
and there's just it's the energy too. So Bali, I think, is a, in Indonesia. It's a beautiful place. I yeah. I agree with that. I went in. I guess now it's not. I can't say last year, but I went in 2016, and it was phenomenal. I went by myself, and I've been feeling so called to go back recently. Similar to what you were describing of wanting to be on the beach and just have be like very free and mm-hmm. have your hair long and have your toes in the sand all the time. That's been very attractive to me recently and I've been thinking about going back to Bali and so maybe this is a sign I should be going and book my trip now well let me if you don't mind if I could throw this out I'm actually doing a retreat in Greece um, Mykonos so you could join that too um, May 28th to June 2nd so if anyone's interested and if you're interested in coming and going to Mykonos and soaking in the Grecian energy that's available as well Oh, I love it. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm sure yeah. I have a lot of girls who would be very interested in meeting you in person and being able to just get away and have a good girl's yeah. trip. I've been watching all of your social media stuff on and I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks like so much fun. Oh, thank you. Yeah, my retreats are pretty amazing. Um, we really just go into our hearts and get away and get out of your comfort zone and just live. We really, it's about living. And I've never been to Greece before. It looks gorgeous. Ooh, oh, it's... Oh my God. Yeah. No, there's, I I would say the top places I think are Hawaii, Bali, Costa Rica, and Greece. I mean, Italy's amazing, but those are the places that I feel like there's like magic in the air. Are you Italian? I do. I did the ancestry and then I did Mm -hmm. the, the other one because I'm like, I want to get more information. 23 and me. Yeah, I did both. (laughs) So, but they, they came back the same. I am a huge mutt. I do have a little Italian in me. You do look Italian, so I can definitely see that. I've been wanting to do that 23andMe thing, so because um, I don't really know. I think I'm like a mixture of like Scott, Irish, Hollish, Hollish, Holland, Polish, yeah. whatever. Hollish. Okay, cool. Well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was beautiful. So much fun for episode 187. So, yeah, this was thank great. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful talking to you. Everyone, I will have all of the links that you can check out to her retreats and her Facebook group and her website on the show notes, maddiemoon.com slash Danielle dash page. And while you're over there, you can grab two free gifts that I have for you. One is the four pillars of femininity audio guide that I have had available for a year now, but I also have a new free gift, which is a compilation of my top 100 plus favorite books. And you can get that by going to maddiemoon.com slash free gift. Let me know what you think about it and I will see you guys soon. 